Restaurants Unstoppable, episode 209. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Do you want new promotions and free, low-cost marketing strategies to attract new customers? Go to restaurantpromo.net today and become unbeatable in your market. Again, that's restaurantpromo.net. Get on it. We have learned from so many of our past guests that to be successful, you need to systematize, automate, and leverage data in your restaurant. Well, with QSR Online, it's never been easier. Head over to go.qsronline.com slash unstoppable to learn more. Yo, what is going on, all you unstoppable restaurant professionals? It's your host, Eric Cacciatore. I have a great show for you today. It's Thursday which means it's Authority Thursday, and we have a great authority for you on the show, Karen Post. She's here to talk to us today about branding. Last week or a couple weeks ago, we had Chef Chris Hill on the show to talk about personal branding, how you as an executive chef or you as a uh, general manager, whatever your role in the restaurant is today, you can really leverage social media and uh, your own blogs, your own websites to develop that personal brand so investors feel like you're more of an authority. But today we're going to talk more about how to create a brand for your restaurant as a whole. Uh, And it's a great show, tons of great advice in this episode, so sit back and enjoy it. Here it is. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Karen Post. Karen, are you feeling unstoppable today? Oh, man, I am feeling so beyond unstoppable. I'm telling you, if you had five Greyhound buses and a herd of fat cows, they could not slow me down. (laughs) Awesome. I can't wait to dive into this interview. Just let me give the listeners a quick overview of who who you are, and then we'll kick it off. So uh, Karen Post is an entrepreneur, international branding authority, and author. She has been a monthly columnist for Fast Company and has appeared in business and industry venues around the world, including Fox News, Bloomberg TV, The New York Times, Entrepreneur Magazine, and Forbes. Her work has benefited both Fortune 500 companies and emerging businesses, along with many industry associations and individual professionals. Uh, In 2013, along with fellow branding expert Jocelyn Ring, she co-founded RestaurantBrandingRoadmap.com, an online destination where restaurateurs can learn how to build strong, distinct brands. Uh, Karen, obviously this is a huge aerial view of what you're all about and what you've accomplished. Uh, I can't wait to learn more and to absorb your vast knowledge in the world of branding, but let's get that motivational inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you have for us today? All right. Here's what I have for you. If you run like the rest, you too will be roadkill. (laughs) So what does that mean? Dive into the meaning of that quote and why it resonates with you. All right. What I, what I love about that and believe about it is, you know, Whatever business you're in, especially the restaurant business, it's crowded, it's noisy, there's tons of competition, and buyers and consumers in the marketplace, they need something to 
connect to in their head and things that are unique and that are different have more sticky power than if you look like your next competitor Mm -hmm. or, you know, the, the 10 other restaurants around the block. So owning something that is distinct, that's authentic, just gives you so much more fuel in your tank and it gives you protection to your brand. It will give you added attraction to attract super talent. Um, it's just a win-win. Mm-hmm. So if you got the choice of just looking like everyone else and doing everything like everyone else or, or being unique and being distinct, I say go for that. Absolutely. And I think what you're saying, it really reminds me, I'm pretty sure it's another way of saying what you just said. It's it's a unique selling proposition. It's something that you have that nobody in your uh, market has that people are going to gravitate towards. And I love how you pointed out how that not only plays a significant role with attracting clients and guests, uh, customers, but also attracting super talent. Like you said, um, people want to go to work for somebody or something, a cause or reason that resonates with them beyond a paycheck. And I think that's one of the reasons why some of these people who do branding so well can find that amazing talent pool because they just, they're more than just a job, more than just a paycheck. What do you think about that? Oh, I, uh, Completely agree. And one group that you failed to mention is the media. Oh, yeah. Which, um, you know, publicity about what you're doing can be gold. And if you've got something unique and special going on, you're going to earn more publicity than the restaurant that, again, is just boring and looks like everybody else. You know, it's funny that you say that uh, because I just had on the show uh, Jennifer DeRosers, who just opened a restaurant six months ago, and I broke from my usual, uh, you know, uh, mold of going after super successful people who have been in the industry for years and have all the industry accolades to talk to somebody who is just knocking it out of the park um, in their first few months and just has such a strong brand. And her brand is all about just uh, lifestyle of healthiness and um, being happy. And there's so much you can do when it comes to marketing, when you're more than just the food, when you're about a lifestyle. I mean, even on social media, it just provides you with so many more opportunities to get yourself out there. But because she's so well-branded, in the first six months, she has New Hampshire Chronicle coming. Like, she's blowing up, and everybody and anyone who writes about food or uh, hospitality is knocking on her door because of it. So you're you're so dead on. Um, now... Let's find out more about you. I gave the listeners at home a little bit of an aerial view of who you are and what you've accomplished. Let's dive in a little bit deeper to um, what you know, where your expertise is and how you got to where you are today. All right. Well, um, I'm an upstate New Yorker gal. I was born in Buffalo, um, attended college and studied fashion design, ended up being a visual merchandiser and did window displays and floor planning for retail stores. Then in 1982, opened uh, a small PR ad agency in Houston that I led for 20 years. And my very first client was a restaurant. So I cut my teeth on the restaurant business. And then a few years later, I actually ended up marrying a restaurateur. And so I lived that inside life of really understanding everything from slip and falls to cranky customers to the chef not showing up. Mm. Um, And then the past 15 years, I've been traveling the world, um, speaking to organizations on branding and marketing topics. I've 
written a couple books. And then, like you mentioned, uh, Jocelyn and I have been working together for over 10 years. And in 2013, we decided to create this niche blog that was geared towards restaurateurs because we both um, constantly would get requests from emerging startups, smaller restaurant groups that needed help, but um, they really couldn't afford to hire a consultant or get a big agency. They needed ideas and they needed collaboration. So that's what Restaurant Branding Roadmap is all about. Mm -hmm. And it's so great to hear that there's people like you out there willing to help restaurateurs because really it's, it's such a competitive market and the margins are so tiny that you have to stay competitive, but you can't go out and just outsource all these people. You really have to do a lot of that work yourself, just self-educating and um, you know making yourself aware and how to present yourself to the public. And it's great to know there's tools like yours out there. So uh, thank you on behalf of the industry for helping us. And um, I mean, I'm really excited for today's interview because what we're going to be talking about is how to brand your restaurant. Um, if you're a, a restaurant that's been a, around for a while and you're getting kind of tired, your brand's old, or maybe you never really took the time to establish brand but you want to establish a brand we're going to talk about that and if you're a restaurant or somebody who's about to open a restaurant and you're trying to figure out well what's my brand going to be uh, we're going to kind of we're going to kind of discuss that too and uh this is a great segue because yes or not yesterday last week i just published uh, an episode with chris hill chef chris hill and we we're talking about how to brand you know the personal chef how to build your personal brand so today we're taking it to the next level and talking about how to brand your restaurant um, so that's just a quick introduction of what we're going to be discussing today. So let me ask, why did you choose, um, you told us about how you, you know, you got to where you are today, but why the restaurant industry? Like what, what do you love about it? What resonates with you about this industry? Well, uh, both Jocelyn and myself and our whole team, we love the restaurant space because we're consumers of mm -hmm. food and beverage. Um, it's a creative industry. There's tons of opportunity in it for entrepreneurs. Uh, it's just an exciting industry. And um, like I said, I've worked in all industries and the restaurant business and maybe fashion second are my two favorites. You know, just one other thing, too, about what's so special about this industry is the passion that people have in this industry. There's so much passion in this industry, and it's just so rewarding to be able to help passionate people. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast is the feedback I get from people who are just passionate and looking to learn. I'm sure you pr must get that same feedback at Restaurant Branding Roadmap. Oh, we, we really do. And um, and it, it's it's fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's a great space. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So let's start off with kind of highlighting the biggest issues you come across when clients approach you. Like, what are the, the bulleted issues? Well, there's a couple scenarios. Um, often people will come to us uh, before they open a restaurant, and they want to do it right, and they want to be thoughtful of their brand. And so we'll help them develop a concept. And then really, we're, we're branding um, starts is branding is very strategic and it's about big behaviors mm -hmm. and many restaurateurs skip the strategy and the planning and they jump right into tactics and the small actions and by doing that we believe they waste a lot of money and a lot of energy because they're just kind of all over the place mm. so for a startup 
we recommend that you look at your brand as a house built with four pillars. Mm -hmm. And you've got to answer some important questions. And then everything you do builds off of this foundation. And we refer to this foundation as the brand essence. And there's Mm -hmm. four pieces of the brand essence. The first one is being clear on why you're in business. Are you making money? Are you building a business? You want to passed down to family members? Um, Are you about creating jobs in your community, uh, feeding people that can't afford to eat? Whatever your goals are, there's no right or wrong, but you need to know why you are in this business. Mm -hmm. Then you need to get clear on what your values are. What, what drives you every day? You know, is it, are you a friend of the earth? Are you creative? Are you entrepreneurial? Whatever your values are. Then uh, the next pillar Uh, are your points of distinction. What's unique about you? What's different about you? The next piece of the pillar is your personality. So if you had to describe your restaurant as a person, what adjectives, three or four adjectives, would you spit out that best describe your restaurant? And then the last one is, is what's your brand promise? What are you telling your customers and your employees that you stand for and that you're all about? So everything starts from here. And while, you know, it's, it's a tough thing for people to make decisions about these because sometimes you want to do everything and you can't. You've got to start focused and then you've got this platform. And then every decision that you make from what your menu looks like to your staff uniforms to your decor to your food, they should all be aligned to this platform. And that's how you build a brand Mm. versus some other people will, you know, say, I want to open a restaurant and then they're responding to vendors and they're buying these posters here and these banners here and this here, nothing connects. It's just, it's a high risk place to be. Mm -hmm. So it's, you start with your foundation and then everything is an extension of that. Awesome. So let's kind of touch on each one of those things. Uh, just to summarize, I have uh, why are you in business? Your values. Your you know the, number three, your unique selling propositions, and then four, um, the brand promise. Like what are you going to promise? Uh, so let's start with why. And I love that you started with why because I'm a huge fan of uh, Simon Sinek. Start with why and give us some examples. I guess with where you found some just incredible whys. Let's, let's get right. specific. So, so why could be, um, you know, maybe you're a food distributor, you're in the wholesale business and you've got a successful brand and now you want to create another revenue stream and you want to open a restaurant. So that would be important information to know. You could be um, wanting to move into a community that doesn't have a lot of restaurants and not only do you have your personal goals, but it's real important to you to create jobs and to create a wonderful dining place in a small community. That could be part of your purpose. Um, you could be all about, you know, shaking up the system like um, Chipotle did when they came up with their business model. They're very strong on the integrity and, and care of Um, you know, how they buy their product, where they buy their product. So those things were all tied into their purpose. So you just need to know why do you wake up every morning and uh, what what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Mm. Karen, can you think of one specific example where someone's why just blew you away? 
I just want to get really specific of an example you've seen uh, somebody use. You know, I, I think, I don't know that someone shared this with me, but I could definitely see it. Um, successful business person. They had a big ego. They wanted their, you know, liked being in a social environment mm-hmm. and they just felt like they arrived in the world if they had a restaurant with their name on it. So it could be their ego and <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just so specific. It's so important to get specific about why you exist. Um, just because I feel like when your values or your purpose is so aligned with the existence of that restaurant, it makes showing up to work so much easier because you don't have to pretend to be something you're not. You're just who you are, and that restaurant is an extension of your existence. Do you agree with that? Or Absolutely. Am I, I sure do. Cool. So let's talk about the importance of values. Um what are some examples of the, some of the values that you, you see people listing? Um, again, there's no right or wrong values. Um, you could have um, a lot of focus on philanthropic endeavors. Mm-hmm. You could uh, be very much about achievement. You want 100 restaurants in 10 years. Um, you could be about scale and, and sharing your big idea in other markets through franchises. Um, you know, those are certainly some values, creativity, um, love of the planet. You could even be spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that could be a part of, you know, it's whatever drives you. Everyone has their own unique set of values. So why is this important to when it comes to relating to your customers? Because um, there's been a lot of research done that shows that people have a higher tendency to buy from businesses with shared values. Mm -hmm. So um, say you're a restaurant owner and you have a passion not only for food but for art. Mm -hmm. You support the art community. Your restaurant is filled with amazing art. Customers that appreciate art are going to want to spend time in your restaurant mm. because you share this value. Absolutely. So it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then is that kind of what's going on with having that unique selling proposition, having something that's unique that separates you from uh, your other competitors? Say the if you're a pizza place, uh, you want a unique selling proposition, so you're not just like the one down the street. Like, what's Talk to us a little bit more about those, uh, how those are important. Okay, being unique and having a a distinct set of points of differences have a lot of power in branding. Number one, they they become an anchor in the mind of your buyer. People remember, like for instance, if um, your staff had unusual uniforms, Mm -hmm. they were dressed up like Martians, um, people would remember that. And so that point of distinction could be part of your social media story, could be part of your publicity. People talk about it. Um, so that's how that could work. If, you, if your restaurant was in um, an interesting location, it was in an old um, funeral parlor that had stories of ghosts, mm-hmm. um, it can often be part of your storytelling, mm-hmm. the legend, the history of your whole place. So those are two reasons why point of distinction work. Also, um, if you've got three apples and, and one orange, 
a customer just may want the variety of a different combination. So maybe your mix of two culinary tastes are combined, and that's your point of difference. So mm-hmm. they're great for publicity. They're great for storytelling. They become an anchor in the mind of your customer, and they become an anchor for your employees, too. They're often very proud of whatever their points of distinctions are. So um, I think you were talking about the personality, and that kind of ties into the point of distinction, right? Those two go together? No, not really. Um, The personality is actually a pillar on its own. And this is often a missed opportunity. So if you are a very casual restaurant, and say you decided that adjectives that described you would be witty, snarky, great sense of humor fun and crazy, it would be odd if your menu used a typeface that looked elegant, stuffy, and established. Mm. There's a conflict there. So by getting clear on your adjectives, again, decisions that you make around your branding, there's alignment. Now, how much does that pillar of personality tie into the tone that you use on social media? It's huge. Uh, It's about the tone. It's about the voice. It's about what the visuals look like. It's about the style. It's about everything that you do. And it's a great opportunity to think about all your touch points. So again, if your restaurant is snarky and has a great sense of humor and is fun, in your restrooms, you might um, take advantage of the walls and have ever-changing graffiti that's tied into your personality versus if you were a five-star white linen tablecloth restaurant that's very elegant and aloof and snooty, Mm -hmm. you're going to have different choices. So personality is an important piece in the brand. Awesome. Um, so brand promise and one brand promise that I have, I think I can't remember where I heard it, but it's that, I think this is an example and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but having that like 100% satisfaction guarantee or money back, is that an example, a good example of a brand promise or is there um, a brand promise where the purpose is very logical. Mm-hmm. A brand promise is very emotional. Mm-hmm. So if you think about um, not a restaurant example, but an airline example, Southwest Airlines, their brand promise is that we give people the freedom to fly. So freedom is an emotional word. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's an emotional connection on what you promise to deliver your customers. So like McDonald's, um, it's fun great place for kids and now they are really bringing in this whole healthier notion so your brand promise could cover that the disney corporation you know makes every moment magical so think about emotions and then how you can create a promise so in the process of opening a restaurant what phase in what phase do you start writing these things down Very, very early on. So there's not really an origin of ideas, whether you uh, have the dream of a restaurant and then you just start kind of thinking and doing your research and you start building this. Or if you want to start with this and come up with your vision and then go find the pieces to fill it either way. But before you start spending money on signage, on decor, on really even fleshing out your concept. You need to start framing this brand essence. Mm-hmm. And uh, how important, why is it so important 
to write these things down? Well, um, it is important because most restaurants have more than one person uh, serving the customers. Mm -hmm. They have uh, a team, a staff, they have a chef, they have dishwashers, they have the hostess. So by writing it down, you take the ideas that are often in the entrepreneur's heart and head and you make them official. Mm -hmm. So when you're hiring people, you could go through this brand essence with your new hires and actually do a brand oath and say, um, I understand what this restaurant stands for and I'm giving you my oath. I'm going to do my best to live the brand and, and protect it. So it works great with employees. If you're going to go raise money and you're going to go make a presentation in front of investors, you can say, here's what we're about in these, you know, these four avenues it's a it's a great tool to communicate everything you're going to be doing in the future. Awesome. And uh, whenever I think about the importance of writing things down, I can't help but think of Michael Hyatt. I don't know if you're familiar with his I work. I love Michael Hyatt. Yeah. Um, this is your live podcast uh, platform, a book you wrote. Um, but he has a podcast episode where he talks about the drift. And it's so easy when you have a restaurant to drift from your values, your mission, uh, and unless you write it down, unless you have that center line to come back to, y you don't know where you started sometimes. You can get so lost with everything that's happening. And the restaurant's a busy place. You're getting pulled in a million different directions. You can come detached from your your core, your values, your your personality, your brand promise, all these things. These like, And when you write them down, it's a, it's a something to come back to. So if you do drift, you, you can come back to that center line to know why you started in the first place. It's a reminder. What do you think? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and like Michael, you know, uses that word platform all the mm -hmm. time. This becomes your messaging platform. So when you are choosing your words for your menu style, when you are developing your menu, instead of just creating your menu on an island all by itself, it becomes part of your brand country and it's connected to these, these core pillars that you've made decisions on and it just keeps you focused. Mm -hmm. So this has been a great interview so far, Karen. We just need to take a quick break to thank our sponsors and we'll be right back. Looking to increase sales in your restaurant? There's only three ways to make that happen. Attract new customers, increase check averages, and increase the frequency your customers visit. RestaurantPromo.net gives you free case studies, strategies, and how-to guides to do all of the above. RestaurantPromo.net is your go-to place to get ahead in business and in life. Again, that's RestaurantPromo.net. Get on it. Systematizing and managing your restaurant can be difficult. Between service providers, software, and people you employ, you can find yourself and these processes spread all over the place. What if you could bring all these systems and processes to one place where you could easily manage and automate it all? Well, now you can with QSR Online. For over a decade now, QSR Online has been helping restaurants minimize their costs and gain time back in their lives. To learn more, head over to go.qsronline.com slash unstoppable. Okay, we're back. And Karen, let me ask you, does it matter if you're uh, a restaurant that's just starting or maybe you're a restaurant that didn't take the time to go through these steps? I mean, is there a different like, process you should take? Well, the only difference would be if you are an existing restaurant, you'd want to really assess the value of any brand equity that you've built mm -hmm. that um, that people have in their head. So, like, if they 
say this restaurant was around for 25 years and it had this fabulous big red door. As soon as you got there, saw this big red door. People love that red door. They remembered the restaurant for the red door. So because of that, even if you go through this thinking process, you might want to save that red door because people connect to it. Mm -hmm. So if you're an existing restaurant, you want to look at what's already sticking to people's minds, making sure it's still relevant and still current. And then you go through the list and you update it. And a lot of people have built restaurants and they skip this part. And when they do this, they'll find their marketing works so much better because they're just not random all over the place. Mm -hmm. They're connected to this core. Yeah. And uh, just to kind of give an example, it's so fresh in my mind just because I, I spoke to this woman yesterday, Jennifer uh, from Laney and Lou, Uh, their social media is spot on because they took the time to know what their purpose is and everything they're sharing isn't about their restaurant. I mean, if you're going through and you're looking at their social media, um, you might see like out of like every, I don't know, five or six posts, they might be referencing their menu or something they're doing, but they're always sharing about what their purpose is and other groups on social media that share their values, that share their purpose. And when you have something other than your food to be excited about, um, it just gives so much opportunity to get out there and to engage other people who will then engage around what you're doing. Um, so it's, it's so crucial to take the time to really, to write these things down. Um, and and let me ask you, how important is it to really do soul searching before this whole process? Oh, it's super important because if you don't feel authentic about what you're doing, and if you feel like you're doing something that's out of your integrity zone, Mm -hmm. I just think the stars won't be lined up and, and it's just, it's not going to work with natural powers mm. and i don't mean that to sound gooey but um it's okay you can sound gooey i'm yeah, all about I that just think <laughs> I, if it's connected to what you really believe it's just going to be easier i'm not saying that you know uh restaurateurs or people in business had ideas that were very different than them and and they've been able to be successful with them I just think it's a higher risk proposition. Yeah, and also we're kind of getting on a tangent, but it's worth mentioning. When you write these things down and you're crystal clear about what your purpose is, um, if you have partners or if you have investors, uh, they need to know what the end game is, what, what they're investing in. And if you don't write these things down and they want to go in another direction that's not aligned with your core values, it doesn't you know resonate with your soul – Things aren't going to go as smoothly, and you're going to kind of feel hollow. Do you want? Do you have any examples of where you've seen that, or do you want to speak to that at all? Um, yeah, I think to your point, it it's just makes everything easier. Everything mm-hmm. you do, if you start from this framework, um, you're going to have more fun. You're going to uh, waste less time and money, and, and you're going to be able to connect to your customers. Going back to when your customers identify with things that you share, they're going to want to do business with you. Mm-hmm. Awesome stuff. So before I let you go, I really want to start diving into calls to action. I want people after they listen to this interview, have a clear idea of where to go next to get started, to start educating themselves, tools they can use, not just resources, but actual tools they can use to help develop their brand. Can you think of any tools you want to go through a list of where to start? Yeah. Well, so the first thing, whether you're a new startup or an existing place, you need to be doing your research 24-7. You need Mm -hmm. to be a crazy Sherlock. And and I often see when 
restaurant owners get their full staff involved in the research, it makes them feel like they are a part of the creation mm -hmm. of the improvement. So that would be something that I would recommend. As far as tools that I use, um, just uh, an app on my phone, Evernote. So when I'm out shopping restaurants and looking at things, you know, it's just a great way to organize my thoughts. Even for my brand, I have my brand essence typed up in a note on my phone that I look at every day. Um, so just simple things like that. That's a great tool to use. So when you say you're doing research, are you just looking to the industry to see what's already been done and seeing what resonates with you and what you want to recreate with your own brand? Yeah, it's a couple of things. Um, again, depending on whether you're looking to change your brand, you're doing a startup, but I would definitely look at what's in the neighborhood. Where are the other options that consumers are spending their money? Uh, what's working? What's not working? Just by watching people eat food and socialize in a bar, you can learn so much um, that can help you craft a better concept, a better experience, a, a better atmosphere. Um, also, you know, pay attention to the details, uh, pricing on menus, you know, how their menus done, um, just things that are making their operations better and things that um, are cool. I was at a Mexican restaurant in Tampa the other day, and, you know, the menus are hard to read now, so they had a little light that they gave you that was branded with their name on, that they give you that as a gift so you're not, you know, using up your battery on your phone. At the end of the meal, they gave you um, a little kind of Mexican doll that was like a good luck doll. You know, so you just see things that you like. Mm -hmm. um, you might not have a Mexican restaurant, but it might go... Yeah, we need to be giving away something little. So I just think it's great inspiration, and it keeps you grounded on what the competition's doing because competition's not going to stop anytime soon. Yeah, and really at the end of the day, the things that people are going to notice are the details, the little things that no one else in your area or area are doing. Um, so that's so important to pay attention to those details and to get those unique selling propositions or you call them points of distinction. So crucial. Um, so let's talk about uh, – so we've written down all of our thoughts. We know what we want to be. We have an idea idea of the personality and the tone we want. Um, what tools can we use like to actually start building the brand? I'm talking about creating your logo um, – getting out there in social media and creating those platforms in social media, like what resources and tools can we leverage for that? All right. Um, so crowdsourcing is a, is a great way to get creative work done low cost, like 99designs. There's, mm -hmm. there's a bunch of different crowdsourcing sites. Um, it's great because it's low cost, gives you lots of opportunities. But I also suggest sometimes it's good to have a professional if you can't afford to get them to do the, the whole thing, just someone that you know, they know what they're doing to mm -hmm. say, okay, here's our finalist, um, you know, give us your feedback. I think that that's really important. And there's a lot of people out there that will help you with that. You want to make sure you're asking the right people, you know, don't limit it to your relatives because they're going to say what, you know, they mm -hmm. think you want to hear. But um, those things and anything you can automate, you know, from social media using tools like Hootsuite um, are great. And, you know, every week there's some new, better tool. But, you know, the more things that you can automate, the more things that you can crowdsource and then, um, you know, just be consistent. So whatever you decide your 
tone and your look is, everything should feel like it supports that. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing, some some mistakes that I see people make often is they don't invest in good photography. And there's nothing worse than bad photos, period, especially of food. And there's a lot of great websites. I discovered one the other day that I think is called Pixel Bay. Mm-hmm. And it's 100% free and some really amazing stock shots of food. Um, so just tapping those resources. Sometimes it's going to take a little digging, but there's a lot of free stuff out there. What about, can you think of any resources or, or articles that are out there for learning how to take the good pictures? Um, I, I don't have a particular article. I'm sure, um, you know, there's probably, you could do a search and yeah. you probably... Get, I mean, I use Canva a lot, uh, and they've got some great uh, ebooks on design consistency and mm-hmm. some great, great free tips. Uh, that's another cool service to make banners, backgrounds for social mm-hmm. media. Awesome. That's 100% free. Well, not 100%. You, they have free options, but you can. Uh, there's like a dollar charge if you, there's some other photos that aren't free or the right. backgrounds and stuff. But that's a, a great tool I use as well. And really, I mean, today's age, it's so easy to get a professional look. There's There's been so many innovations in the past few years that really make it easy for low-budget uh, operations. So they're out there. And I'll have all the things that we discussed in the show notes, uh, you mentioned 99 designs for, uh, getting your logo and they'll do a competition where they'll, they'll send, I think, I I don't know how many exactly, but they basically put what you're looking for out there and then they'll have designers from all over the place put together designs that you choose from. Um, and how much is, do you know the cost? It starts, I think at two ninety nine. Yeah. And and do know sometimes you'll get something good for two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know it just depends what you're after. Usually the higher um, that you commit to, the more uh, veteran designers you'll get, and you'll get more submissions. And then they have add on things like um, confidentiality. You know if your restaurant is you know not public news yet, you might want to. Do that, but the good thing is they also have a money back guarantee. So, mm-hmm. if you ran a contest and you just didn't like anything, um, you're you have no exposure, no, no threat, no no threat, yep. no risk. Rather, um, awesome. Can you think of anything else that uh, is a good reference? I mean, you've got some books out there. I'm sure maybe that might. Yeah, well, um, you know, Jocelyn and I have been blogging for uh, many years. We've mm-hmm. got over a thousand blogs. And I back to your question, I do recall writing a story on tips for taking good photos. Mm-hmm. So if you just go to my blog under the search and put that in. And if you can't find it, I'll find you the link and, and send it to your listeners. But um, yeah, photography is key. Another thing that's key is finding a URL that people can remember. And so again, you want something that people can spell uh, you want something that you can own. If you do have a common name, you can often add the city in your URL, and that will not only help your your search, um, but it will it just makes sense. But it drives me crazy when the restaurant's called something and the URL is something completely mm-hmm. foreign. Mm-hmm. And and then when your team is communicating for private parties or catering or whatever, you know they need to be using a branded. Mm-hmm email and branded signature 
awesome stuff. So let me ask you, Karen, can you think of anybody out there that's doing it right? Somebody we can go to as an example, as an exciting, a shining example of just has their brand put together on social media or their website that we can use as kind of like a reference? Yeah. Um, so now this brand that I'm going to share, they did not do this on a half a shoestring, but it is <laughs> an amazing example. And it's in uh, my hometown of Tampa. It's called the Oxford Exchange. And the Oxford Exchange is actually owned by the folks that own the majority of the McDonald's in Florida. And it is an amazing restaurant, coffee shop, but they've also mixed retail. They have a rare bookstore and a gift shop and a special event venue. It's very cool. And, um, I mean, they really have not missed a beat on everything that you can do. It's, it's a great example. Um, an example that has done a fine job on a half a shoestring um, without citing a specific example, to your point, that you can build websites now that look amazing, mm-hmm. there's that, um, oh, what is that platform? Squarespace? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's great. And so there, it's like 20 bucks a month, yeah. including hosting. You can get some great ideas. Um, just try not to get too clever when you're doing your website and lose sight of, the common words that people use. Like sometimes when you developed your essence, you might think, oh, well, this word really ties into who we are. But people, when they're searching, if they don't use those words, it's not going to do any good. So you just want to have a balance of who you are, but being somewhat practical when it comes to navigation of your website. Awesome stuff. Um, so I think I've asked all the questions I have for you is there any question I could have asked you, Karen, that you think would have brought more value to this interview? Um, the one question, uh, maybe where do restaurants fall short? Okay. Uh, and I would say that they fall short because they focus on tactics that are random and not connected. Mm-hmm. And they really miss out on this starting groundwork of, defining their brand essence and who they are they do it backwards it's mm-hmm. like the the um cart before the horse yeah they yeah. Uh, one of my favorite quotes i can't remember the name of the gentleman who said it is uh plan your work work your plan and uh, right. it, and kind of what we went through those four pillars and that you were talking about earlier it's so important to take the time i mean that all happens in your business plan and then it's really important to stick with it throughout the life. I mean, yeah, you can vision and have your five-year plan and your 10-year plan, your 20-year plan, but it's really important to take the time to have your plan, to have your goals, and to stick with it. And what I hear from you when you're saying that is don't be reactive, be proactive. Right. Uh, And take the time to live intentionally and to do things on purpose. So um, Yeah, and my last little quote, which I didn't make this up, my banker husband did, but he says businesses that don't have a plan, have a plan to fail. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I love it. So those are all the questions I have for you today. Um, At the end of every episode, I have my guests call somebody out. So who are some restaurants, indie restaurants that you admire and think would be great guests on the show? Um, You, you is a, another place that's really cool. They are actually owned by the same folks that own the Columbia, and the Columbia is the oldest Spanish restaurant in the United States, and uh, they're also here in Tampa, but 
Uh, they're great operators, and it's a very cool space. Do you know the name of the owner? I can get it for you. Yeah, please. That'd be great. And yeah. I can look it up, too. And uh, I guess let the folks at home know how can we connect. Uh, tell us more about the resources you have out there, your website, if they want to come to you and maybe work with you for uh, that expert advice on how to develop the brand. Uh, how can we connect with you? Great. Well, uh, Restaurant Branding Roadmap is our main blog, and it's got boatloads of free content on there. Uh, my email is kp at brandingdiva.com, and I'm also known as the Branding Diva. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> so that's that's where you start. And then, um, you know, sign up. Our blog goes out every week, and then that way you'll get the latest notices on new ebooks and new courses because we are going to start doing – some online courses that are really going to be cool, real interactive, affordable, and lots of value. Beautiful. Uh, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show as a guest mentor to teach us, to point us in the right direction so we can be unstoppable in our restaurants. And Karen, there is no questioning. You are unstoppable. Thank you. It was a blast. I look forward to staying connected. Absolutely. This is not the last time you'll be on the show. I promise you that. As long as you accept. For sure. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Another episode wrapped up here at Restaurant Unstoppable. Thank you so much, Karen Post, for coming out, uh, teaching us a thing or two about how to brand our restaurants, where to start, what mistakes not to make, uh, really just a great aerial view on like what direction to go in. Uh, so awesome stuff. This is episode 209, so just head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 209 for a complete summary of everything we kind of discussed during today's chat and links to everything that Karen recommends in the episode. And uh, don't forget to head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash books and restaurantunstoppable.com slash tools for a complete list of all the books and recommended tools and services our guest mentors are using. Uh, also, <clears throat> don't forget to support the show. And the best way to do that is by simply listening and spreading the word, uh, sharing this resource with anybody looking to aspire to be great in the industry. And then use my links. Anytime there's a product or service recommended on the show, use the links. Uh, that's how I can get the social proof to, sorry, I'm <clears throat> losing my voice. I can get the, the social proof that I need to get the sponsors and I have my affiliate links there. So just simply use the links. That really does go a long way. And then leave those five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Uh, that also helps with just justifying the social presence of this podcast. And for those of you who have emailed me and who have reached out and made your recommendations, thank you so much. Uh, you have no idea how much I love getting those emails and your recommendations and your, uh, you know, the, the guests you're calling out. That helps me so much with filtering through who to find to get on the show. So thank you so much. I really do love those emails. All right, guys, that's it. Until next time, peace out.